You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to the Travel Talk Weekly Show, as we like to say, your passport to the world. This is episode number 23, original air date, March 17th. 2020. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Many of you normally would be out celebrating the Irish holiday, but wow, what a difference a few weeks make. Even, really, I'm going to say a few days, not even weeks. It has been crazy for the travel industry. We know we're definitely not the only industry being affected by this. Show number 21 was all about the coronavirus with special guest and travel expert, Mark Murphy. And as much as we assumed things would get worse, we didn't think it was going to be this bad, this fast, nor did we plan on doing an update on this subject. So instead of our original topic, we wanted to give you some sound advice on how to navigate replanning your trip should your spring break or vacation plans need to be adjusted. Which is kind of crazy because two weeks ago we were just saying keep on traveling because, and that's a Rick Steve saying, keep on traveling, things were not shutting down. Yep. And I think it all started kind of with Princess Cruises and the Grand Princess and all that. And that trickle-down effect has now affected virtually every industry in the country. Of all the 184 combined shows we have done, both here and on Disney Travel Secrets, this one is a tough one. We absolutely expected the coronavirus outbreak to get worse before it got better. But this past week... And like I said, days, it has gotten exponentially worse. It got worse just today in the last hour as we're recording this, and I'll I'll mention that in a second. Disneyland is closing only for the fourth time in its history, going back to 1955. And they've never been closed for as long as they are going to be. The part that makes this hard is that this episode debuts on March 17th, but we're recording it on March 12th which I can guarantee more things are going to happen in the next five days between recording and airtime, including what just happened a couple of hours ago. Disneyland and DCA, Disney California Adventure, are closing effective March 14th through the end of the month. Disneyland, it's only the fourth time that it has closed since it opened in 1955. Yeah, very crazy. And again, we don't know what may happen over the weekend. So there may be some updates. And I'm already hearing from some of our friends that are in California that live in Southern California, that it is starting to feel like the riots down there. The stores are getting empty. And you know, I don't like to spread negative news, but we just hope that you guys are all safe down there. And there's a reason we're recording this. Normally, we do it like a couple days before. Most of our shows are pretty evergreen, meaning you can listen to this show a month, two months, five months down the road, and the and the information will still be relevant. The reason we're recording this a little bit earlier is we're heading up this weekend. A friend of ours is getting married at Paddlefish. Yes, and my college roommate decided she was going to do a last-minute trip from Denver to come and take her kids to Universal for a day. And so we're like, great, we're going to be up there anyway. We're just going to hang out. And you know what? We still don't even know what's going to happen because if they close any of the parks in Florida, then yeah, that trip is off. And a lot has happened even since last night, March 11th, after the president's Oval Office speech. Air traffic from Europe has shut down, excluding the U.K., 
But keep in mind, U.S. citizens can still fly back from Europe. That was not mentioned initially. The NBA suspends its season, and I think we probably found out the same time Mark Cuban did as he was sitting courtside for the Mavs game, and it, the the tweet seen around the world was him freaking out looking at his phone and immediately walking over to the NBA officials, and we knew something. Okay, wow, we're learning this almost in real time. Also, the NHL and MLB have put their seasons on hold. Yeah, not to mention the countless concert festivals and conferences that have all been closed from coast to coast. This is like nonstop. I, this is, I never thought we would experience anything like this. Like this is even different than 9-11 in that you know, there was a specific incident, but not something that is spreading literally virally throughout the country. At this point, we have no idea what the NCAA is going to do about March Madness. Initially, they said they were going to play the games without fans. Uh, you had told me that the University of North Carolina is just not going to play. And the latest thing I saw on that was that the Division I men's and women's basketball tournaments have totally been canceled. Okay, that's breaking news since I wrote this. Yeah, it that's is. How this was like from an hour ago. One of our, our friends is a huge NCAA fan and posted that on his Facebook. I did not verify that, so hopefully I'm not spreading fake news. We don't want to do that. South by Southwest was canceled. St. Patrick Day parades in New York City Boston and Chicago. It's like the sky is falling. Yeah, it is crazy. And I know with all the craziness that had been happening or is happening in Italy, now they have that whole country on lockdown. I think the United States is just trying to get in front of it. In 2009, the swine flu, or so I'm not a racist pig, the H1N1. I <laughs> know, I think that's different. Oh, racist about pigs. Got it. That would be a difference. <laughs> It was contracted by approximately 61 million people in the U.S., not even remotely close to what's happening with the coronavirus. So what's the difference? And there is a big difference in the last 11 years, and it comes down to one thing, and that is the internet and social media platforms that have been exploding. So now you have people way connected all around the world on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms information is being delivered faster than it ever has before. We did not have that in 2009. That's correct. Social media, I remember we had probably just joined Facebook. It was brand new. I don't think we were on Twitter at all at that point. Most people, and also I will say including the media, they want to be first, not right. And that even happens, I cannot believe on Facebook that someone will post something and people keep posting the exact same thing in the actual post. It's like, oh, here's you know breaking news. Oh, yeah, here's what I just saw. Yeah, you just read the post. Also, it seems like everyone that was a political expert a few weeks ago is now an infectious disease expert. <laughs> this is true. And so you definitely need to check your sources. But keep in mind, the news channels, they are running a business. And so the more news that can get you to pay attention, and to watch their shows, the more advertising that they can sell. The more they can panic you and make you afraid. Yeah, and so that is, in part, what is happening. Now, again, let me be very clear on this. This is very serious. However, I do think the media is really hyping it up and giving it a little more attention than normal, because like you said, in 2009, that was not the case. And that was an even more serious, and it was an epidemic. The World Health Organization called it an epidemic. And I would blame three sources, the media, the politicians, and the attorneys. We know that a lot of these events, concerts, sporting events, are canceling to keep their fans and in, in the sports arena, their, their, their players safe. But I also think 
It's the threat of lawsuit. You could have closed your venue. You could have closed this park. You could have not held the concert, and you still did. And look what happens. We are in such a litigious society that I think it's those three factors, media, politicians, and attorneys. Yep. It would not shock me if by the time you're listening to this, the Walt Disney World parks in Florida are also closed. Yeah. Hopefully not, because we're going up there in a couple days. Well, and if that happens, watch out. That's going to be crazy, because there are a lot of theme parks that are over in Orlando, and if Disney World does close, everything in that city is going to be shut down. I was on the phone with one of the people at Universal, you know, adjusting something, and I said, you know, we're speculating who's going to do it first. Is it going to be you guys or Disney? And she's like, well, we don't know anything yet. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know. Believe me, if you did, everyone would know it. I mean, in New York City, Broadway has gone dark. It's closed. That is just nuts. The major problem that I don't think people immediately think about is all of the people that are not affected by the virus itself, but all of the people that are at best losing considerable income or at worst being laid off from their jobs. Yeah. So now is the time to rally around these people. We're talking about the restaurants and bars, other small businesses, independent contractors who are working on these events. And of course, Travel agents are at the top of that list as well. We work our butts off to keep our clients in the know and help them with changes to their trips. You won't get that from the online agencies or the big box membership stores. I think there's going to be a big shift once this panic has passed and everything starts opening back up. I think that's the best time to be a travel agent because I think the trust level for just automatically booking something online is going to be way down because some of these places have had gigantic holds. And as travel agents, you call us. We're the ones who are on hold on your behalf. Absolutely. So let's say you do have a vacation planned and it's coming up for your spring break or maybe for your summer vacation and you're kind of going, I don't know, what should I be thinking? Should I cancel it? Should I go? And if I do, am I going to get a refund? Well, we've been fielding these questions all week. So we thought it would be helpful this week to give you some pro tips on what you should do should you need to cancel or modify your trip. Should you go? And I will say that's completely up to you. We're advising our clients with the cruises book, including ourselves, to hold still. Make your decision a week before the cruise if you can. They all have generous rebooking options and you can cancel your trip and in return, get a future cruise credit. Most are allowing cancellations up to 48 hours before, but be careful. The 48 hours is actually more like 72, and I would do it in a timely manner. Yeah, because they all also have different ways that you can call, that you can cancel. And if you're working with the travel advisor, they have different options depending upon what the cruise line is or the vendor. And when we say 72 hours with these cruise lines, because they've put that out there, it would be something like if you have a cruise on Saturday, you need to cancel by Wednesday. And speaking of cruises, as of today, Princess Cruises, which is a carnival company, they've canceled all of their sailings over the next 60 days. Now, we have bookings on March 30th and April 27th for ourselves. One's a Disney cruise, one's Royal Caribbean. And we really don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if they're going to cancel everything. We don't know if we're going to rebook or not. I can tell you if you had asked us a week ago, I would have said, yeah, we're going. We are absolutely going. Then everything, literally this week is when everything starts shutting down. So keep that in mind. Plan to make those modifications a week out if you're doing something domestically. Obviously, if you are needing to cancel and it's something that's over in Europe, that's probably something you should start the ball rolling a little bit quicker. The next thing you should do, if you do have a trip planned and you've booked it through a travel agent, reach out to them as soon as possible and set up an action plan. We're very aggressively reaching out to our clients that are traveling 
through the month of April saying, should something happen, what would you like us to do so that we can be ready to react on our client's behalf? Now, unfortunately, if you did book with a big box store or an online booking agency, you are going to be at the mercy of their hold times. And that's just plan on it. Like set aside a lot of time to make that happen. And there are hidden cancellation fees sometimes with some of those stores. So keep that in mind, but just know what you're getting into in the event. Like, let's say you have a trip plan like we do at the end of April, and we'll come up with a game plan, but already be talking to your family if you're traveling as a family so that you know what you want to do. Should you hit X date? Should we cancel? And then what you need to do to cancel? Because you may be surprised at some of the steps you may have to take in order to do that. In our case, both of the cruises we're actually driving to, one is Port Canaveral and the other one is Port Tampa Bay. So we don't have airfare involved. So speaking of airfare, most of it that is booked is non-refundable in general. However, all airlines have modified their cancellation policies and are allowing you in some cases to cancel and get a full credit back. Or in most cases, they give you future travel. Be aware when those expire, it isn't necessarily the day you cancel, but it's time to a time period of when you booked your airfare. Yeah. So for example, we have a client who we moved their trip and she had purchased her Southwest tickets on November 1st of 2019. And she wanted to rebook her trip through the kind of the middle to end of November. Well, Southwest requires that, hey, we'll give you that full refund, but you must have your last travel date on that ticket by November 1st of 2020. So her trip is pushed back a little too far. And if she does want to extend it, they will charge her $150 per ticket. So keep that in mind, understand what those cancellation penalties are. And if an area is not affected or you bought your ticket like a long time ago, you may not fall in the cancellation penalty phase. So again, this is like getting prepped for if we need to cancel our trip, what are we getting into? The next thing you need to do, so you've you've looked at your, your main vacation package, whether it's the cruise or maybe it's a Disney trip, and then you check your airfare. The next thing is what other things did you book for your trip? A lot of times, and this is where a travel agent comes into great play because they've booked all these things for you, but you can, you need to look at what else did I book? Did I have transfers? Did I have dining reservations somewhere that I need to cancel? Did I have excursions that I made that I need to cancel? All of those things, just because you cancel a cruise, for example, you don't automatically get your shore excursions canceled. You may have booked them with a third party. Even if you booked them online, those don't necessarily auto cancel. So that's something you need to take inventory of and make sure everything on your trip gets canceled or modified. When it comes to rebooking, do it now. Pick a date and just rebook it. Why? Everyone who's choosing to cancel is going to eventually use their future credit. If you wait too long, let's say that it's a cruise, you might just hang on to it, hold your credit, say, okay, let's go on this cruise. And I can tell you, there is going to be an onslaught of cruise bookings as soon as this crisis has passed. Yeah. And the big thing is, even though you have a future cruise credit, let's say you paid $2,000 for your cruise in April, and you're going to go ahead and cancel it and take that credit. And you say, you know what, I'm just going to go in July. Keep in mind, you're still paying whatever that price is at the time you book it. So if that cruise has gone up $500, You'll have your $2,000, but you need to pay an additional $500. So it's not an even exchange saying, I just want to switch my dates. And that's why you want to book price. it now so you can keep that price low. Yeah. Because and that, as, soon as, that, as soon as the demand comes back up, the prices are going to go right behind Exactly. You. And that's happening with all resorts and everywhere in terms of booking. So we always say, pick a date 
and rebook it and just move that vacation forward. Kind of like Dan Marino's motto, pick a guy and let it fly. (laughs) Meaning don't wait too long, grab that future date, lock it in. Yeah. And the same goes with other popular resorts and European trips, as we mentioned, those most last minute refunds have been in the form of future trips. And that's what we're finding, especially with some of the ones that are over in Europe. And so keep in mind, Italy, they're getting ready to go into their peak season. They've been highly, highly affected. So all those people who had trips in the spring, in March and in April, they're now pushing everything forward. And this is where, you know, the tickets to the Vatican, those do sell out months in advance. And so other people are picking those things up. So you got to keep that in mind when you're rebooking as far as, okay, what should be the best dates? Just really, really work close with your travel agent to pick some good dates. Our next tip, just because you get travel insurance doesn't mean you can just cancel your trip. You have to read the policy. If you have, for example, if you have a future cruise credit, that doesn't mean you lost anything. So there's no loss. So there's no claim to file. Most insurances do not have a cancel for fear as a covered reason. Moving forward, it's a great idea to always get trip insurance. One of the big reasons is let's say you're on your vacation and you're getting ready to fly home and they say, you know what? We've decided we don't want any flights coming into Seattle. So we're banning any flights coming into Seattle. You live in Seattle. Well, guess what? You're going to have to find a hotel and you're going to need food and you're going to, you know, need to make some modifications to your airfare. The airlines are probably going to work with you, but in this case, you're going to have expenses incurred in that situation. And that's where the trip insurance comes into play. I've talked to some people and they're like, well, I have trip insurance, so I can just cancel my trip, right? And a couple of things, if your trip is not in cancellation penalty and you can cancel it, like let's say it's all the way in September of this year, you can cancel it. You're not going to lose any money. The only thing you'll lose is the cost of your insurance plan. But yeah, insurance is not going to cover these epidemics. And one of our last tips is this, just be nice. If you're calling a cruise line, an airline, and you're irate and you're mad and you take that out on the person on the phone, they are there's a much greater chance that they're not going to go out of their way to help you. If you say, hey, I know what you're going through. Thank you so much for helping. Gosh, you guys must be going through a rough time. I totally get it. If there's any way, and then be, just be nice. I mean, I think people sometimes lose their minds and they're totally uncivil. They lose their minds and they lose their civility when they're panicking because they don't have trip insurance. They didn't book with a travel agent. And so they're going to take it out on the airline person or the cruise line person. Just be nice. So most of all, keep calm and keep traveling and really support your friends who are travel agents. They need your business. This is definitely not the fun time to be in the travel industry, but we know people are so excited about their upcoming vacations and some things are going to change. But guess what? The world isn't ending and everything's going to be okay. Unless you're on Facebook or watch mainstream media, (laughs) then you will think the world is ending. Yeah, no, it's so true. And yeah, we want you to still be excited about traveling, but we do know plans do need to change. So it's good to know how to prep for that. And hopefully we gave you some good tips on that. And every once in a while, we'll share some of our tips through our text message service. Just text TRAVEL to 888-111. Hopefully next week, we can share more amazing destinations and get back to the positive world of travel. Remember, it's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it. Except China and Italy right now. 
then don't go, don't go see it yet. <laughs> Not Just yet. Just put it Not in yet. your plans. <laughs> and until next time, never stop exploring. <laughs>